Hello, Steve. Hello, Jill. It's time to game classy. There you go. Recording is in progress. Oh, I, I, you know, uh, I this 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 method is better for sure, but I do miss that weird robotic voice going. The recording is in progress. Like the the 2012 recording voice. That's yeah. You know that you're like, mm, can't we do better with voices nowadays? Yeah, and they're like, absolutely. W- will it cost more than three cents? Yes. All right. Well, then keep the shitty voice. It's not even three cents. Will it cost more than point zero three cents? Yes. Very good. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's well, and that's the reason why I don't even use Zoom anymore. It's because it's like, yeah, you could make money off of us using your platform, but you choose to go the most the worst route possible for it. Mm. And you make it so ungodly expensive. Like, I know it doesn't cost that much for upkeep and for like servers or whatever else you're doing for it. Yeah, no, no, no. it's it's yeah. a it's a flim flam, man. It's a, it, it, this is exactly what it is. It is a flim flam. Yeah, it's a flim flam. I mean, well, they're they're doing it to they're doing it to get money out of uh, like uh, private private citizens. Yeah, I'll say private citizens are a bonus. The goal is to get big money out of corporations. Yeah, but corporations that don't have like any any notion of what they're spending their money on. Exactly. Yeah, because like, it's what could a banana cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> it's like a banana, Michael. How much could that cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> Here's ten dollars. Go see a Star War. Go see um, a Star War. The I remember. You, I don't think we're working for the company at the time. I, I could be wrong though, but back in the day, um, when when I started it with Games Workshop, there was a storage facility that was not too far from the bunker, and we they had just closed down a couple game stores locally, mm-hmm. and the game store sent all of their GW stock to the bunker. So they took the bunker. All of us employees, they had to take all of this stuff over to the storage facility, to the storage facility, and put it in this massive, you know, two lockups. Oh, that was and a we, bit before I started. Yeah, and there was a ton of stuff. I mean, like, you just think of all of that, like blisters of like 40k and fantasy stuff. That, that was that like, was where the that was where the legendary <laughs> Skaven army heist happened, isn't it? No, that's different. I can explain that at a different time. Oh, okay. Uh, there was there was no heist. It was a, an old employee left his car in the parking lot for six months with a Skaven army in the back seat, and someone was like, finally, like, fuck it, I'm gonna take this. <laughs> and I then mean... he tried to sell the army in the store, which was the problem. Yeah. If he had just say. taken it home and and like played with it, <laughs> or or you know. Uh, uh, stripped it because it was not very well painted he would have been fine but mm. you know actually uh, it just i completely well, wait, wait wait hold on before i get you get to that with that with that storage facility i don't know if games workshop ever did anything with that they could still be paying rent on that facility and have no concept and there's like two massive lockers filled with games workshop oh you know what they probably there. are still paying for it that probably not because i know that the the cfo at the time was working as like the um what's what's it what's it called uh, the um was it what she was working at the bunker in the midwest location so i'm sure she was on top of it she's not one to be like whatever and hand wave it i'm sure oh, she's yeah, aware that it exists bullshit. or it existed and it's now not existing anymore that's true yeah so yeah, she was always on the ball yeah um just just to let you guys uh in on a little bit of secrets there's probably a um 
a games workshop treasure trove hidden in downers grove it's hiding somewhere <laughs> it's not hiding i have a relatively i have a relative idea of where it is i just i if you had to ask me what like the, the locker was i probably would not remember but well i think maybe it's time speaking of heists maybe it's time for us to do the great games workshop heist we'd have to make sure that it was in there though like and that's the hard thing like you can't you can't know for sure what's in the locker yeah you gotta have the reconnaissance yeah we need we need a guy we need a guy to do a uh, a voiceover while uh, going over blueprints and explaining the the situation to us. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Um, I, I like how like the idea of heist, where it's basically like I'm going to give this guard two hundred dollars to look the other way. Yeah, and then I'm be... going to go in there with a pair of bolt cutters and cut the lock. <laughs> yeah, that that could be that could be part of the uh, that could be part of the scene when they're doing the like uh, you know they're they're showing the heist before the heist. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's like you don't even need a uh, like a lock man, like a like a, a Jimmy or no, we have the lock man. And it's just the guy. It's like and the lock man is Phil because he has bolt cutters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, and, he, and, it just, and it's just like it's just like some dude in like a T-shirt and jeans like and he holds up the bolt cutters with a smile. <laughs> well, and, and the the funny thing is, is that all of that shit was stored there because it was unsellable at the time. Uh -huh. Right. Like it was a bunch of blister packs. You could not sell them anywhere because they were essentially, you know, you, you, you would be selling them for less than how much they were worth. Yeah. Because you had, but now because of the prices on some of that stuff, you'd be making a mint, a mint, Jerry, a mint. A mint. Yeah. Ideas like these they are gold, Jerry gold. I don't know. But I mean, the see, the thing is, is most of that would be the fantasy stuff. The 40 K stuff is, is would probably mostly be worthless because it's old, like, third ed metals and those are like i don't think there's a big enough demand for those don't know but hey you know what i do know is you could just use those uh you could use those uh fantasy figures for the old world mm -hmm. as i was saying and a perfect transition steve a perfect transition but before we do that welcome to game classy i'm your host joe and with me is always my co-host steve game classy you know we're only like six episodes away from 300 that's crazy it's crazy town um but yes they finally started talking about the rules for the old world and steve is salivating from both ends i really am like it's very exciting. <laughs> i really am i really am it's pretty exciting the only thing i uh, it's it's weird like i saw the marching versus combat order i like that conceptually a lot a yeah. lot especially because like the marching thing it actually gives you some serious movement boosting because it gives it did you see it's triple speed triple speed it's triple speed in your marching order very big fan the thing I'm not a fan of is, God damn, that's going to be so fiddly. Yeah. I mean, from what I can tell so far about Old World, it's going to be fiddly. Yeah. Like, there's no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They have to – I know they don't want to do it because it's not sexy, but they really have to explain to people, look, the Old World, it's a game about movement. It really – that's like – that's what this whole – yeah. game is about fantasy is always like un until the game got broken by a million billion special rules fantasy was always a game that was won or lost in the movement phase yes i mean it was always won or lost in the movement phase um but they never talk about it like that because it's not sexy true you know it's like oh the combat with people fighting with the swords and the shields and the axes and the orcs and the and the, and the dildos <laughs> They, they that's what it's all about the clash of armies like no 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 you have to spend three turns maneuvering your army yeah, and you getting get, them in the right place and get real then fiddly. getting into combat gotta get yeah. real fiddly here 
I know, and that yawn is perfect right there for that because uh, that's kind of what it's yeah, like. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was thinking, about, I was already thinking about having to move my figures to get the 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 longer ranks than uh, frontage, and I'm already sleepy. Yeah, I, it's, and it's a, all right. So you can move from combat order to marching order, but it's going to take a quarter of your movement or half of your movement, and so it's like, uh, Jesus well, Christ. I think it's more likely what it's going to be. Or hang on, let me let me formulate this thought. Okay, so. Looking at it, I do not think it's going to be something where you're actually actively switching between marching and combat order. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think it's very unlikely to be the case. I think what's likely to be the case is you're going to deploy your regiments in marching order. You're going to yes. do one march move, then you're going to reform into combat, and then you're going to be in combat shape for the rest of the game. Oh, no, that's a, that, yeah, you're absolutely right. The only way that you would move to marching column is if you do a massive deployment fuck up. Yeah, or if you do like a huge overrun, I guess, like a huge um, overrun and you need to turn around with your free reform, that that's something I could see. Yeah. Like yeah, either either way, it's it's like here we are discussing, you know, movement like we're playing a Napoleonic game. That's <laughs> what we're doing right now. One thing I did find I I did find interesting the bringing back the old Bretonian lance formation. Yeah. Pre 6th edition, Steve. They're going nice. to 5th edition. And they're making yeah. a triangle, baby. Yeah, it it so the, there's a couple things that I really like. It's like you got new rules like marching columns and you got old rules like the old lance formation. It's like they're taking they're cherry picking, Steve. Cherry and skirmish picking. is back. Skirmish. Oh, skirmish was in. They had skirmish all the way through seventh. I know that. I don't know if they had an eighth. I'm sure they did. I don't know. Did they get rid of, I thought they got rid of skirmish units in eighth, but because I, I mean, because eighth was the eighth was the addition where like they made beastmen. Everything was rank and file. So yes. I think eighth got rid of skirmish. Yes, maybe, but the I know that they had it in seventh for sure because they yes. had skirmishing bowmen in seventh. Yes, they definitely had it in seventh. <laughs> I like how we always remember old rules based upon whatever army we had at the time. Like you were <laughs> playing Tomb Kings, you're like I didn't have any fucking skirmishers, so they wouldn't skirmish. <laughs> but I'm I played Empire, and I'm like, no, no, they had skirmishing bowmen for sure. Yeah, the I I think it's I I like in what I'm seeing so far though. I I'm like it's a, it's a return to form. It's old. Got a couple new things. I feel like they're they've they've taken their time on it. Um, but once again, it's like I'm kind of sad that they started with movement. I know the movement's the first phase, but movement is so unsexy. And it's like when I'm reading about it, I'm just like, yeah, that's unsexy. Wheeling is unsexy. <laughs> wheeling sucks. Wheeling always sucked. Yeah, I actually hate wheeling. Yeah, everyone. That's why you always deployed and you're like. Like I have to deploy exactly where my mo my troops are going to charge in. Like there's no choice about this. I'm not moving them. Yeah, I, I always just hated forward. measuring. I always hated measuring wheeling because you had to use that fucking. But basically, it was like either you fucked it up or you used that wheeling measuring tool. So yeah, like, <laughs> that was the only way. It, that was those were your two options. Either you used the wheeling measuring tool so you could wheel properly, or you fucked it up. <laughs> I just <laughs> those were the only ways it worked. I just wish we, wheeling should just be a free movement. I agree with that 100. percent yeah, I mean, reforming, different, wheeling, like up to, I don't know, a, a quarter turn. I don't I, I, I don't know. <laughs> 45 degrees, something like that. Yeah. Then that, that should be free. But so that was that was what was previewed. I think they're doing strategy phase next week. Um, so we'll we'll get to learn more about the strategy. No, not the strategy phase, the uh, the shooting phase, because they already yes. did the strategy phase. Yes, and, they're pretty, um, and and we'll, and maybe they'll touch on what uh what spells are going to be going off during the phases too. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they talked a little bit about that during the strategy phase. Um, did I, we even talk about that in the podcast? And we, I know we were off last time, so we may have think, missed it. 
I don't think we did, but yeah. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, they listed that, like, basically there's going to be wizard spells for almost every phase. Yes. Uh, but what I meant by my statement was maybe they're going to disclose some of the spells. They, I hope they do. I mean, because they, they, when they showed the strategy phase, they talked a lot about, like, the special spells that you're getting in each phase. Yes. So I'm kind of excited about that. I, I like that concept far better than I like the magic phase. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's going to be like Age of Sigmar style where you just roll 2d6 and see what you get. Yeah, they didn't really talk too much about that, I don't think. No, they um, didn't. But I, I have a feeling it's going to be because you can't have a dice pool if you're doing things. And, you know, if there's no magic phase, there's no magic pool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you get you get because uh, everything has a casting value. I know that. Yeah, they so, showed like, the one Tomb King spell at a casting the value. Jaffs incantation of cursed blades. That's right. The cursed blades is Jaffs. Jaff. Jaff made up the spell just like Big B. I bet you it's pronounced Jeff. Like it's I, Jeff's incantation of cursed I, I, blades. I'm an Egyptaboo, but man, I ain't gonna even try to. Pr- I ain't gonna even try to try to pretend I know how to pronounce Egyptian words. No, this is our great ancient pharaoh Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Mr. Goldblum. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Tomb King's army and I'm gonna have the Pharaoh Jeff. And make a Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> uh uh I can I I cast uh uh dance macro. Uh, uh uh you see um so I don't know any Tomb King spells, I'm sorry. You, you see, uh, I'm casting uh the um uh, uh, the, 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 the 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 will of the asp and and then that's gonna that's gonna allow um these these archers to uh uh re-roll their their ones when they're in the shooting phase and and as you can see i'm i'm still mostly just uh, uh hunting for sixes as those are gonna be the uh poison attacks i'm i'm actually laughing this is i'm i can't believe i have to i'm explaining this joke it's kind of stupid that i am but jeff goblum's one of his first movie lines was i think it was either manhattan or any hall and he's on the phone and he says i'm sorry but i've lost my mantra and this literally <laughs> says as the lich priest utters this ancient mantra and i'm just like ah. <laughs> it's one of my go-to jeff goldblum quotes that and well there it is there it is <laughs> uh good times but yes they're they're doing spells every phase we could have a coupon day on coupon day and you know the the strategy phase is mostly like you know um what's what i'm looking what's what i'm looking for like uh tests and stuff like that like mm-hmm. stupidity and probably um what's the orc one called when they're rabbling animosity animosity thank you yeah. god i haven't heard that word in forever yeah the orc animosity and all that stuff and any like enchanted items that basically would go off make like uh compulsory moves so i i think um i i mean i really hope they don't do the classic animosity because that rule always fucking sucked ass it's just like <laughs> just like yeah your your unit just doesn't fucking work sorry <laughs> like it was so it was all it was like yeah so basically it's a huge downside and there's no upside like oh well, well, are my are my units point are my units point costed comparatively to have such a huge downside no <laughs> Oh, so the orcs get this, and that makes it very themey for the orcs. You know, you, it could be really effective, or it's most of the time it's not. Does uh, does this army, does this other army have something like that? Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. They sir. only have upsides. <laughs> they only have upsides, sir. You play the orcs. You've made your choice. Yeah, that was that was uh, pretty annoying. Yes, so that it, it's it's nice that we're finally getting an idea of the rules, and they're kind of fitting more into what you and I had expected. That it's going to be more like 
this uh, this feels more like six edition than any of the other editions. Yeah, it's gonna be the hodgepodge. Yeah, I don't know, but it's, it feels sixty to me. I don't know why. Uh, fiddly movement, and you saw a pic, and you saw a picture of a unit that had a four man frontage. Uh, there you go. Yes, I saw a picture of you know with form, but you know what that actually the the change in the frontages means you can't really do uh, Kings of War style style bases. Well, the the fact that you're going to want to move between marching and uh, combat combat is like that immediately means you're not doing Kings of War style bases. I mean, you can kind of do it if you ha if you have an idea of what the marching column will look like and what the combat order will look like. So if you have um you know you're at least going to have a four-man marching column. You can at least, you know, do like 12 of your men in there, and you could take the other couple guys and throw them in the back, you know, Actually, separate. You know, I think what maybe will work out is instead of regiment trays, actually just having a few on um, uh, four-man bases, like uh, squ four-man squares. Yeah, four-man squares. That'd be, that could work, too. Yeah, Ooh, magnetic four-man squares Ooh. with little magnets on the side so they connect together. Oh, man, it's getting fiddly. It's getting fiddly up in this house. We're, we are getting fiddly. I would never do that. That fucking sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I, uh, looking at it, my initial thought is I'm probably just going to do classic ass, everyone on their own base. Yeah, I, I it probably will. I mean, the only problem would be rebasing for the 20s to 25, up to 25. Luckily, I have no classic stuff, so it's, you have uh, no classic stuff. You are okay there. It's, it's a okay. No, I could just I'll, I'll just end up printing out a bunch of like insert slots to make it to make my twenty squares up to twenty five squares. Yeah. Spray them black and then be done with it. Or just you know slap them in a movement tray that's properly oversized. Slap them in a movement tray. Slap them in the movement tray. Slap them in the movement tray. Slap them. You were too busy preoccupied whether or not you could. Didn't ask if you should. Slap them in a movement tray. Slap him in the movement tray. The only um, one on my side is the blood-sucking lawyer. Slap him. Slap him. Slap him in the movement we're, tray. We're, we're in the club playing Warhammer Fantasy. Um, yes. <laughs> then all of a sudden you got like the opening to Black Hawk Down playing, and it's just like the bunker all over again. Some girl came up with me and tried to flirt. I said, no, I'm playing Warhammer. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here with, with your flirtings. Um, so speaking of the, the old world, did you see, it was, I think it was almost three weeks ago. They did the, the, um, the Warhammer preview, Warhammer day previews, and they showed off all the Bretonian stuff. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty much a, a, a chunky redesign of, of most of the stuff that we, that we've seen. There's a new, you know, character model on Pegasus who looks super sweet. Mm -hmm. And then the foot queen. And then, yeah, and then they got the knights on foot, which I thought were interesting. Yes, that is an interesting choice, but I mean, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, you are down to clown. Um, the Pegasus knights are the same. The knights of the realm are the same. Men at arms are the same. Bowmen are the same. Um, you do get a new handmaiden. So it's it's a very much a mix of the old and the new and a field trebuchet. <laughs> Finally, the trebuchet. But the thing is, is that that is the old trebuchet. Will they be releasing it in resin? Or metal? That's the question. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I I'm sure everyone is intrigued as intrigued as we are. Oh no! It it has been remastered as a Forge World resin kit. There you go. Oh, okay. So boo, boo, a pox on all of you for this. 
Well, it just means you just buy a fucking trebuchet that isn't the Games Workshop one. You print a trebuchet. You buy a china cast version of the trebuchet i just i just don't like resin models man i'll just buy like a i'll just find some historical plastic and use that instead yeah um i don't know if there's i can think of a historical plastic trebuchet in 28 i'm sure there is one it's probably made by some rando (laughs) see i don't i don't think i would mind the field trebuchet in resin um as much as i would like if a unit in resin would probably be a little yeah. bit more annoying. No, that's a good point because you're gonna put you're gonna put it on a big base and you can you don't really need to worry about like yeah you don't need to move it. it and everything else like that. It's... Yeah, that, that like honestly that's my that's my biggest like gripe. Uh, well, not gripe, but like my biggest uh, hesitance about doing a like three D printed army is like I don't want a resin army. Like I just like li- literally do not want that. I do not want. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just I mean I think there's lots of great. Uh, there's there's so many great 3d prints they they they're just really nice i just i just do not like resin man it is like uh, uh, that's the wave of the future man everything's resin i just hate it it's so fucking fragile it sucks (laughs) i mean it really is i'm sitting here working on a bunch of D &D stuff this weekend and like i'm working on some uh, what are the the sturges you know those flying needle bat things yeah 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 and uh, i was just like like a wing broke off one of them and i was like yeah fuck it yep, <laughs> i'm just gonna that. keep painting it yep yeah, exactly i couldn't find the wing i was like i don't care <laughs> yep yeah no but that's what i mean it's just like uh okay. yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's it's just your shit's gonna break way more with resin yeah and most of the time like okay so this is what i always tell people and like i, I was explaining this to to Dwayne. um when you print stuff you know, you don't have to worry as much about if it misprints or something breaks, right? Because mm-hmm. you just reprint it, right? You don't, you don't sit there and be like, "Oh no, this thing I worked very hard on broke." And like, no, you didn't work that hard on it. You printed it. You, it's, it's, it's garbage. You could throw it away, right? Right. It right. costs, it costs point zero 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 cents. It's, yeah, it's definitely got a lot of more. It has a lot more disposability than like your your you know your fully painted garage kit that you purchased or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, that's not always the case. Like, if I'm if I'm doing like a massive dragon and I fuck up on the wing, sure. I'm gonna be pissed because or that Titan. took a long time and it's a lot more resin. But if I if I'm doing like a dwarf slayer, I'm not gonna get upset. I'm yeah. just gonna go just print to, another dwarf slayer. Yeah, I'm just gonna print another dwarf slayer and be fine with it. And sometimes I actually print extra just in case I get one or two that fuck up, mm-hmm. and I'll sense. just toss those if I don't need them. Because yep. that's just it just makes life so much fucking easier. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. But yeah, but you know what the best thing on that preview was though, was the Sidonian uh, Sketros pops. No, so the Sidonian Sketros. You know what that guy was? No, that's the that's the the Mechanicus guy on stilts. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. The stupidest fucking model ever Stick, ever produced. Stickman, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin lost his mind about that model. It was so funny. He was like, he was like, I feel like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm with him 100. Like, yeah. He's like, why, how did this happen? Why would they do this? What's yeah. the point of this? Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, that was the best part. It's like it's like it wasn't like it wasn't actually 100 like hatred of the actual model sculpt, which is terrible. Don't get me wrong. Although I I feel that it does I feel that it does really match the fucking Mechanicus aesthetic, which is fucking goofy shit. Um, mm-hmm. but like. 
the 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 sheer like disbelief of just like how like how did this happen that was like that was more that was more because like, like i said i i think like i don't i don't like the model but i don't like the mechanicus aesthetic however i would not say that that model doesn't fit the mechanicus aesthetic because their shit's goofball like that's like they have a fucking jet plane with bat wings like their shit's goofball <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's even worse than Batman because it's not just a bat shape. It's literally like flap, floppy bat wings. It's a, it's a, it's a gyrocopter. <laughs> it's not a gyrocopter. There's no propeller. It's fucking insane. It is the most <laughs> deranged shit. It's funny. Uh, no, I'm with you. I was like, I could, I couldn't believe when I saw it. I was like, wait, that's real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's very Before. funny. Um, very my, funny. My, my second favorite part of the reveal was the Necron Lord. Who looks so much like every other Necron Lord? I was just like, wait a second, that's a new Necron Lord. <laughs> no, he's, he's he's new. Like he, he's, I, 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 he's cool looking. I like him. But yeah, I know just, you're 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 an Egypt boo. You like anything a, Egyptian? He's just a better looking Necron Lord. That's all it is. Like they didn't change anything on the design. They just made him look better. You know, it's, know, like, it's, it's like a new Marine. It's like yeah, it's like it's like yes, this model is cool. Uh, is it new? Not really. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly it. Like the Necron Lords are the Space Marine Primus, uh, Primaris Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Yes, yeah. yes. There's just like you can't, you cannot do anything to really change the way that they look. Right. They there are multiple poses in that way. Yeah, that's really it. it's like it's like, did you give me a new a new or cool pose or a multiple pose? It's like, cool. Like that. That's what I want. Am I like, am I like talking about like, oh man, it's so amazing and new. no, it's just like, <laughs> it's just cool looking. Now, a model that was reviewed that I absolutely adored, but I will never buy, is the Warden of Lost Souls figure for the Stormcast. He's the the dude, the skull dude on the dragon. Oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he is uh, Lord Relictor Eonis Cryptborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. That that dude. That dude is. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember who that is. Um, shit. Uh, I can't. He's on. He's an old world character. Uh. Oh. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't remember who it is. Like, well, uh, so that, like a whole bunch of the. Yeah, so if, I, yeah. A whole bunch of the the the. There's the the one, the one. Oh, Storm he was Castor. the Lord. He was the Lord Relictor from the original first edition box set. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then also the anvils. I think it's the the anvils of the Helden Hammer. The 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 Stormcast that are uh, black and black armor and gold trim. Those guys. Yeah. So. Almost all of their like named characters, like which they don't actually have rules for, but almost all of their named characters are specific characters from the old world. So like uh their one of their like leaders is named Balthus something, like Balthus Golden. Yeah, he's, like, he's supposed he, to be Balthazar Gelt. Yeah, he's hundred percent Balthazar Gelt. They they talk about it. Like he has like flashbacks in the lore in the books where it's just like he's like i remember a golden mask and it's like oh he's because both dark gelt yeah that stuff's pretty cool uh but yeah cripborn is someone i can't remember if I, oh right 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 i know he uh he i don't actually know no he's not a specific uh old world character but his, his he, he was a um white king okay he was a white king that uh was destroyed and then before Nagash could resurrect him again as, a, as you know, just bring him back, uh, Sigmar stole him from Nagash. So, like, Nagash oh. very specifically wants Cryptborn back. Yeah, that and that dragon he's riding is amazing. Like, I'm, I I don't like a lot of the Age of Sigmar dragons, but this dragon looks fucking cool. But what about the Dragonheart dragons? 
<laughs> I am the last one. I am the last one. Yeah, I mean, they just like those dragons. Just they absolutely look like the fucking dragon from Dragonheart. So I mean, I yeah, kind of was I, like, I was kind of partial to that. I don't like, I don't like uh, lion dragons. I don't like the the people who do dragons that look like lions. Mm. I I just don't do it. They're not sexy enough uh, for me. You know, you know what is super fucking sexy? That fucking manticore. That's that uh, lady riding on that fucking manticore for the cities of Sigmar. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that manticore quite yeah, a bit. That manticore model is fucking dope. Yeah, and and surprisingly, like, because I remember the last Manticore that GW did, the plastic one was terrible. The Chaos Lord of Manticore? Yes. It's it's okay. There's nothing. There's nothing to write home about. That's for no, sure. exactly. But I mean, like, you have that's what. But you see what I'm saying? Like that one wasn't released that much long that long ago, and now you have this new one out, and it looks amazing. Yeah, the new one's very very cool. Yeah, and uh, then we also have the Belthanos, the first Thorn of Kurnoth, calls the hunt. Oh, no, that's just the title. It's Belthanus, the first thorn of Kurnoth. It's just a dude riding a big bug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the... dude riding bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the um the new uh, not-what-elf stuff. Yes. I'm, I'm, I think that the uh, there's probably going to be a wood-elf army released in the next year. Yeah, they're kind of the Kurnoth hunters, the, like, weird kind of, like, satyr guys. Yes, I love those figures for, for Shadespire. Yeah, they're very cool. It's a, those, those are actually one of my favorite models to paint in that entire range so far. I had such a blast painting those guys. I could see it. Yeah. Uh, and I, my, my, pro, my only problem with it was that I was, I'm such an old school Wood Elf fan that I immediately went to painting it old school Wood Elf style. And I'm like, this doesn't work for these models. <laughs> I can't paint it this way. It's true. I was like, no, I'm a creature of habit. Um, yeah, and so they're one and one thing I wanted to talk about was the um, so they're doing that um, you know they do that um, what's it, what's it called the campaign style books now for Age of Sigmar? Oh so yeah, 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 like Dawnbringers, yeah, Dawnbringers, where they had that really fucking dope Nurgle dude off the Death Dealer piece. Yeah, yeah, and so I, but I was like, and we had talked about this too because I was talking about um how half price books overprices fucking everything depending on which half price books but yes yes depending but the one the one particularly by um by the starbucks on, on, <laughs> the, the the old army trail road one yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. Blue, is it bloomingdale? bloomingdale yeah it's bloomingdale yeah it's bloomingdale but most of them do overprice a lot of their gaming stuff i actually this is true so I was for for our listeners for benefit. I was I was there the other day, and I actually I found a fifth edition um, Battle Magic set in box. Very cool. I, I paid a little bit more than I normally would have for it. I paid forty bucks, but it was near complete, and most of the stuff inside was unpunched. That's a good deal. Yeah, I know. But the they what they had there was a bunch of second edition uh, War Zones or a first edition War Zone stuff. So, you know, the old war zone from uh, Target Games. You could have gotten the zone, the war zone. They had every book there, like in pristine condition. And the rule book actually had the packing slip in it. It was like two. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, two uh, Thomas, you know, Jones, uh, this these books. And it had the coupons in there for oh, like, man. I think it was Excelsior Entertainment was the original uh, distributors. Man, and it was like so had cool. Excelsior <laughs> coupons in there that you could have used. And I was like, 
this is like a chunk of gaming history, but they wanted 1999 for the book. And I'm like, okay, first off, (laughs) (laughs) there's no way in hell this book is worth $20. Gaming history ain't worth that much, okay? (laughs) No one even has the fucking figures you need to play this game. For someone's got a war zone army <laughs> someone I mean, do, but if they still have a war zone army they still have the rule books also true yeah and i was so that's the part that made me real mad off the bat like i'm like no one is actively looking for these books nah no not a chance if they had you know if they had had like someone had turned in a an original war zone box set you know like the two-player box set yeah i would have probably bought everything yeah and uh and just to, to have that collection it would go well with your siege of the citadel Oh, man, I was going to talk about that in a little bit, but man, it was beautiful. The the condition these books were in, but they wanted like literally like 20 bucks a book. And I'm like, they're I, I could never in a million years justify spending that much money on second and on, on Warzone books. Yeah, it's just that's... it's not that's not worth it. Like those are the type of books that you find for like, OK, so this this is what those I are garage about. sale books. Those are garage sale books. Those are like books that you would see for four ninety nine, or like a kid would see for four ninety nine, and be like, "Oh, look at this cool ass art in here." You take the stack. You take the stack at the garage sale and offer twenty bucks for the stack. That's yeah. And you'd see that, and you'd go through, and you'd look at all the cool art, and you'd read the background, and you're like, "This is so fucking cool." Uh, then when you're by, you're old enough to learn that the rules were trash. It's it's too late. You've become invested in this kind of like cool sci fi world. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Now you're like, I got that. a Bauhaus army. Yeah, I'm gonna it's like I'm gonna write Bauhaus fan fiction, <laughs> and, and you Based. don't have a, <laughs> and because you don't have the access. Like kids don't have access to that. It's like you're you're shutting them out of the hobby. They should have access to these shitty old books that no one plays with anymore. Yes, I don't know if that's just me. It's like there should be. It's like lost pornography in the forest. You know, when you find that the in the '80s when you'd find the box of porn in the forest, and you'd be like, it's oh some yeah. Old, Oh, so old the old left it out there. The, the, old, the old dude died, and his uh, his porn collection is at the is on the stoop, getting uh, waiting to be picked up by the garbage men. Exactly. And some kid finds it, and he's like, "This is magic." You uh, know, that's actually that's actually a true story. There was a uh, there was a dude who died uh, in the local neighborhood, and uh, he had a massive, massive, massive porno collection. And uh, my friend was like, dude, there's all this fucking porn. We got to get it. And I was like, wait, really? And he was like, he's like, yeah, dude, there's so much fucking porn. And I was like, "Uh, okay. So we drove up and we did a fucking Operation Porno Steal. And we grabbed, uh, it was five tubs of porno. Uh, threw it in the the trunk of the car in the backseat of the car someone was holding one of the tubs it was like the most amount of porn i've ever seen and there was like you had a car involved in this so it means you were you were a little older (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i mean it was a it was a port it was i mean if 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 it was owned by anyone you could consider it a heist anyway so like uh and then so yeah the, the the contents were incredible it was like there was like uh, old Playboys, old Hustlers, a million billion VHS tapes. There was like it was so. It's still to this day the 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 most the most porn I've ever seen in one place. Uh, <laughs> and and it, the the best part was like we were, we were divvying up the the spoils of war amongst all of the all of the members who participated in the heist in, in the gang the gang that did the heist. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. That was yeah that happened. I I took uh I took a, I took some choice. I took one hustler, one Playboy, and two VHS tapes. Is what I took. Oh, VHS tapes too. Wow, that was that's a pretty. That's a pretty uh, diverse collection right there. Yeah, it, he had dude, he had everything. It was crazy. Yeah, 
I mean, I didn't have anything like that. I just, I, I think it was at, um, it was when the local, when they first started doing recycling, that's how old this fucking story is, by the way, when the world first started doing recycling in the nineties, um, I, as someone had put a box of porn, like a little, like a little, like a small box out mm. by one of the recycling centers that had just opened up. Cause this was before you actually had recycling in your house. Yes. And I remember walking past it and I, I saw like on the top, it said playboy. And I was like, hmm? <laughs> and I saw that. And so I just picked up the box and walked away with it. Nice. <laughs> so that's my story right there. It was like a little box. There was probably like 10, 12 magazines in it. Nice. I mean, I do remember one of the magazines was we, O-U-Y. Oh, yeah. oh, O-U-I. Oh, it was we? French. Nice. I, think. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a porno expert. So why not? This is not porn. This is porno. It's a it's a different uh, it's a different breed altogether. <laughs> you know, porn is porn is, is a little higher class. Porno. That's the old 90s stuff. Yeah, you know? the, tra- the real trash. The trash. Um, so anyway, yes, I don't remember. How, oh, that was like the gaming stuff that you find in the forest. Yes. That's exactly what it is. It is. Like, like kids, it's like, it should be forbidden. Like, don't, don't go read the war zone books. That's terrible. It's going to give you bad ideas. <laughs> it is forbidden. It is forbidden. <laughs> but the kid finds it anyway and they get to go through and they're like, oh my God, th- these rules are so cool. And they're like, oh God, <laughs> don't let the kid read this. No, no, Billy, no. You know, first starts off with Warzone, then it goes to Cronopia. And next thing you know, this kid's sitting there playing uh, Clan War. <laughs> Clan War. <laughs> no, but, uh, I, you know, but that's that's the thing. That's what bothers me about half price books is that um, and that one in particular is that they overprice every gaming material just because at one point people were buying Dungeons and Dragons stuff there. Yeah. And so everything on there is just so ridiculously overpriced. And the other thing that bothers me about that story, and this has nothing to do with that, is is that they have a lot of glass display cases that they put stuff behind, like saying, "Ooh, look at this book," you know, it's it's an expensive book. But the problem is, is that they they don't hide the price tag on it. Oh and yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah. And they don't see the condition of it, so it's like if I wanted to see the book, I have to. I ask them. I have to wait for the person to come and open it up, yes. and then I look at their copy of you know City of Thieves. And for eighty dollars, then then I laugh at them and go, "No, <laughs> put that back, yeah, put that back right now." Yes. Oh man, and that old lady who's the manager there is the fucking worst. <laughs> she, I mean, like, I have a, a teacher discount card she, that I use there. She's listening right now, and you've made her cry. I I hope I did. I have a teacher <laughs> discount card there, and it's good throughout the rest of this year. It's good to two thousand twenty four, and I'm like, I'm trying to get out of there. And she's like, well, you need a new card. And then I'm like, I don't, I have this card, this card works. And she's like, do you have a teacher ID on you? And I'm like, yeah, here it is. And she's, this is last year's ID. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, well, don't get mad. I'm only following. I'm like, no, you're, you just don't want to give a discount is what your whole thing is. (laughs) Oh, it gets me so mad. Like, and this is why I'm on blood pressure medication. Steve, this is literally the reason I'm on blood pressure medication. (laughs) It has nothing to do with my genetics. It has everything to do with every idiot on this fucking planet. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> and by the way, did you see the new plastic striking scorpions? I did not see the new plastic striking scorpions. Yeah, they're are pretty they cool. cool. Yeah, all right. I mean, plastic aspect warriors was like that was like that was like the dream of ten years ago. Well, I think it was like the last ones they did were the howling banshees, and that was about like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. It was the plastic aspect warriors is like a dream of twenty years ago, Steve. Also true. 
Yes, and then and they got new plastic scouts too, which look awesome. I want a Maugen Ra. He's got the Maugenator. The Maugenator. You do love the Maugenator. I like anyone whose weapon is their own name. <laughs> it's the Stevenator. It's the Stevenator. Yes, um, but that was. Uh, I think that was the other, the last big release that they showed for the Warhammer Day. Other, otherwise than that, the Warhammer Day presentation was kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I really honestly think that the holding back the release of new Epic has screwed up Games Workshop so much like they don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, it definitely like bodied their calendar. That's for sure. Yeah, the um, the and, and they have the new the new website, too, which is trash. Have you I tried mean, using it? It's not surprising. It's bad. H have you tried I, it? yet? I, I went on it for just like a second and it's like it's. I don't know. So like it's a it's like a tech bro thing where like you're you'll take a functional and working website and like you just got to do a new one because it's because it's got to be contemporary. That's that's literally all it is. It's because one one tech bro pushes some fucking new website, some shit ass website design. And then I was like, oh, well, we've got to stay competitive in the market. So we need to redesign our websites as well. And it's just like, yeah, OK, your your website was functional. It worked great. No one gave a shit because it worked. Now you've got this like, oh, yeah, it looks nicer, but it's impossible to fucking navigate now. Cool. Great. Thanks. Yeah, I, it's the the old website was perfect in that it was like, OK, I need to buy X. You literally there was like it, it wasn't it, was, it, had eight, it was perfect. It had eight billion filters, like every category, everything was fast. It was easy. Now yeah. it's just like, oh, you uh, Perhaps, perchance, you would like to look at a Warhammer Age of Sigmar miniature. Please click here. Very well. You've selected Warhammer Age of Sigmar as your selection today. Please browse our fine wares. Which, which grand order would you like to look at? Perhaps death, order, chaos, maybe destruction today, sir? And it's just like, God damn it, just bring me to the fucking orc models. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you can't even type in orc. Like you type in orc on the website and it's like, its brain explodes. <laughs> it just crashes. Yeah, I mean it, it's fine. I, it's but it it pisses me. It, it pisses me off because it's like like you said, it do, shit doesn't need to change. It doesn't. If you want to improve shit, you can. Of a, a total redesign is not improving. That's literally scrapping and starting over. And then people like they 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 don't they don't seem to think that like it is scrapping and starting over. It's like no, you can just tweak. If it works, just fucking tweak it. You know it. it but again, it's it's. You know, it's whatever. It's it's capitalism. That's all it yeah. is. I do like I do like the welcome to Warhammer video that they show at the at the start of it because you just have a bunch of like it shows like a but like a family playing or sitting around the table playing a Warhammer game, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. What like kid... and they keep showing the same guy who's got like a ponytail, and I'm like, why has this guy got a ponytail? What, what the kid... hell is going on here? What kid has the attention span for fucking Warhammer now? Not 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 a one. Yes, they need to show like two guys standing across each other from a table playing the game with long periods of silence over the period of 45 minutes, and one dude one dude pointing at a rule book and just like screaming with the vein bulging in his head. No no no, the you have to be seeing they're playing, and then what the one guy goes, wait a second, let me look that up. <laughs> they spend the next five minutes looking up the rule. Yes, also true. That's what needs to be there. Oh God! But yes, that's it's it's silly and ridiculous and didn't need to happen that way. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's 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 fine. It's like it's who cares? It's just it's just it's just one of those things where it's like ah, that's annoying. Like it's you make that mouth noise that like <sighs> yeah, that's 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. It's just, it's 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 mouth noise worthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's mouth noise. It's 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 nonverbal mouth noise. Yes, yes, is what it is. Just non, like the nonverbal it, mouth noise. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Or or yeah, the sucking the the air through your teeth noise. Like, <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yes. So anyway, um, let's move on to non-games workshop stuff. Do we have any other games workshop stuff we need to talk about? No, we talked about games workshop for like an hour. And we really did. Um, GW does have. Uh, I'm 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 finding this whole epic debacle debacle to be hysterical. That's that's the last thing that I'll have to say on this. It's like they still have not announced a day yet for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm as someone who again still deals with plenty of logistics delays. It's because the shit is fucked, and like people think that there's like this hidden release date that these companies have, and it's like, no, the reason they haven't told you, the reason I don't know, the reason you don't know, is because they don't fucking know. Stop the, asking the funny, me. Stop the best thing me. is, <laughs> the best thing is, is they're announcing it tomorrow when we're dropping this podcast right after. Yeah. We <laughs> I mean, that's fine, but like, I mean, the, they all will announce it when they finally know, but like it's it's not like they have it like hidden because it was supposed to be released in august i think uh yes yeah it was it was august i think because it was was late august i think it was late august and now it's november it's gonna be november 12th when we drop this Mm -hmm. and it was they still had not up until the time of this recording which is on the 11th um veterans day here Mm -hmm. in america I don't know if they do Veterans Day in Europe. I think they do, right? I think they still call it Armistice Day. Armistice Day. Yeah, of course. That's some Europeans would say. Yeah, I mean, you know, they 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 want the peace rather than celebrating the war. Yes. But you know, <laughs> this is America. Whatever. We celebrate war. <laughs> just come up with a fancy fucking name for it. Armistice. No, Armistice. it's because the it's because the holidays, the, the meaning of the holidays is different. But anyway, let's Well, yeah, why don't they just call it Peace Day? Huh? huh? <laughs> I mean, we're, I, I actually think there are already, Europeans. I think there already is a World Peace Day. Yeah. Uh, yeah Europeans to throw around syllables like they ain't got anything to pay for them. Yeah, I mean, they can. They don't have to, they don't have they don't have they don't have crippling health care debt. Uh, the Armistice. Ugh. Again, they, they, get, they, they have the time to do this because they don't have crippling health care debt. I don't know. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, but it's OK, because, you know, our next election, we're going to be going through another four years without universal health care. So why not? Um, I mean, you could just say that you could just you could just say that forever. Yeah, exactly. Next four years, no universal health care, people. It's because you keep making the same damn mistakes. And you know what your mistake is not eating the rich. That's true. All you have to do is eat one rich person. That's going to make every rich person on the planet go, wait, they're going to eat us. What? <laughs> wait, they're wait. They're literally going to eat us. It's like, yes, we are literally going to eat you. <laughs> then they might change their way that they do things. I mean, that's the way that the French did it. Like the aristocracy, you know, they started chopping off some heads. All of a sudden, those aris- the, the aristocrats were like, yeah, power to the people. Let's give them health care and See? schooling and stuff. It's, it's correct. And a fair wage. And then all of a sudden, you know what happened? People stop chopping off heads. And that's the way it works. It's true. You stop chopping off when you get what you want. You stop chopping off the head. It's a basic rule. Why do you got to? Why do you got to keep bringing up the universal health care stuff? It gets me off on a tangent, Steve. <laughs> I don't know because I because it's constantly on my mind because I have massive amount of medical debt. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's why I keep bringing it up because it's always on my mind. <laughs> uh, so we also, yeah. So the 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 games were uh, games plus auction happened, 
Um, and I, I got some stuff and I got a sealed, not a sealed, but a near mint copy of Siege of the Citadel. And yes. uh, I am I am so mad at myself and happy because I have a copy of it, but I do not want to open it up and play with it. No, that's for your that's for your game store look. I I know, but I would love to. I, I got to find an old copy that's kind of beat up, so that way I can actually play it because I wanted to play the damn game. Yeah, it's fun. It's I know, fun. but I, I you know, I wanted to play it with my kids, and I was just like, I mean, it's I dated, can't. but like it's fun. Yeah, I like, I just couldn't justify opening it up because the figures are still in the sealed packs. Steve. Oh that, man, <laughs> that's how that's that's how minted it is. You should not open that. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's like all the figures are mint in package. Um, none of the terrain or anything like that is punched. It's like it literally looks like it was in the window of a game store for years. And someone just was like, OK, I have this. I'm going to sell it now. Mm -hmm. But the other one that the the other game that they had there, too, was in the same condition. The the Bray one, whatever the Red Bray, Blood Bray one was. Yes, yes, yes. I was I was excited about that, too. But it was like both of them went for 40 bucks and I'm like, I'm not going to spend 80 bucks on the two of them. If I'm going to spend 40, I'm going to buy Siege of the Citadel. Mm -hmm. That's that's the more appropriate one to buy for that. For sure. But I ended up selling all of my old epic stuff because I said, you know what? It's it's now or never, because if if the new epic gets released, I'm never going to be able to sell the old stuff. True. And and sure enough, I ended up selling it and I think it made like 450 bucks. Nice. So I was like, that's pretty nice. I'm I'm very happy I made I got that for all my I trust me, I got screwed in the deal because if I bet you if I had pieced it, I probably could have sold it for more, but it's not worth it at that point. Nah. No, not when you have like four massive boxes worth of shit. Yeah, just throw the like, just throw it, just throw it, just pile it, pile style. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not gonna deal with that. But yeah, that was the weird thing with the auction this year that I noticed was there was no uh, or very, very little Warmer Hordes or Flames of War. Well, I mean, I have to figure everyone, I, I believe those games have probably both reached equilibrium where everyone who was trying to dump has dumped and anyone interested in buying has bought, so it's over. Yeah, but actually I've heard incredibly good things about the new edition of War Machine. It's probably fine. No, I so I was doing a uh, a deep dive into it and Ooh. looking into it and... I was looking up reviews of the new stuff. Now, this might be skewed because it might be coming from long time. Like people who say, like, you know, I've played every edition of War Machine. So they, they're they they're emotionally and psychologically invested. In right. There's their sunk cost fallacy to the max. Yes. Yeah, sunk cost fallacy to the max. But they did. They did say, like, hey, look, this is like the best edition I've played since I think they said second edition. I mean, I um, would I would say I can agree with that. Just based on one, like without having looked at a single rule, without having <laughs> without having looked at a single rule, without without paying any attention, I can agree with that. And there's a there's a reason why. Because if I am not mistaken, and I might be, if anyone still plays War Machine Horse and listens, please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But um, you don't have customization anymore. Yeah, you've got this is your fucking army. Like your army is 50 points. This is what you got. Like you 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 buy the army. This is what you got. The, the, you don't have the like the wombo combo building anymore it's like it's just bring like i'm playing whatever the the fucking i'm playing the shoulder pad guys oh i'm also playing the shoulder pad guys um and like it, it doesn't have the like fiddly thing and and also you know obviously 
removing almost all of the choices from the armies is going to help with that as well. Yes, they were like the big the I, they said that the big issue right now is that some of the early 3D prints that they put out to the stores were very, very brittle. And so they they would break very easily. Oh, they didn't. And just right. like you were saying earlier with the resin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll never, I'll never find out if the new War Machine is great because it's all resin. I'll never play an all <laughs> resin game. Yeah, the, um, a lot of it's saying like the balance feels really good with it. So I mean, you can keep that in mind with it, but um, it seems like they've kind of found their way in terms of that. So what they just need to do now is just build up a player base again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Which, you know, what they should do is, and I always felt like War Machine was kind of the anti-games workshop in many ways because of this. But what they really need to do is they really need to start emphasizing War Machine as the anti-40K. And one of the ways that they could do that is by saying, like, you like uh, War Machine, you like playing your army. Well, guess what? Your army is going to be good for, you know, this long. And it's going to be balanced for this long as opposed to your army in 40K, which is only going to be good for three months until the next codex comes out. Right. That's kind of the way that they need to do it. Um, so that I don't, people... th I don't think Codex Creep is that bad yet in uh, current edition 40k. It's gonna be, it's gonna take a little bit before Codex Creep sets in again. It's well, it's been about a year, right? Yeah, it still, it still takes longer than that. Like, like the Codex Creep starts getting really, really bad, like around mm, halfway through the game's lifespan. I found. Which is about a year because the you do a new edition every two it should, years. It should it should be it should be about six months from now. Whatever codex comes out six months from now should be the busted one. I think the, it's, the first of the busted. It might be in the Necrons. Yeah, I maybe. think it could, it be. could be Necrons or I don't I don't know. I don't uh, Necrons know. need it, man. They've been they've been pretty ass for a really long time. Necrons or Mechanicus or whatever. I don't know. Whatever, whatever one of the one of those two. So. No, it's gonna be a new Space Brain Codex. I don't know. I still stand by. I think. I think the best, like my my personal way of I'd, uh, of how I'd want to play 40k would 100 percent just be that um the box set battle one, where you just the box use, set battle one. Yeah, oh, the, the like the small combat patrol. Yeah, you either use combat patrol box or boarding patrol box, and you just you those were what you play against each other. Like I I bring a combat patrol box, you bring a combat patrol box, and you just play that. Like you the, just want to. You just want to play uh, uh, a magic, uh, what are those called, with the unbroken decks, uh, unsealed, or sealed deck? Oh, sealed, yeah. uh, pre-constructed. Pre-constructed, yeah, you just want to play pre-constructed magic is what you want to play. <laughs> basically, yeah. For 40K. Yeah, I mean, basically, yes, because the, the thing about those all those box sets is that they actually, the, the, the I don't know, like a lot of people might not know this, but you, you don't actually have a codex um, when you play that format. The way those things work is they actually have like, there's like a a set of rules for the combat patrol box. Like it has the specific combat patrol box, its own rules, everything and so on and so forth. Like you don't actually use the army codexes or anything. It's <laughs> literally just the box versus box. It has all of the rules. BVB? Yes, it's BVB. And it has all of the rules. Like the rules are available for the box and you just take your box rules versus their box rules. So like any army special rules, blah, 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 blah. All that shit is just whatever is in your like data sheet i guess for your army box data sheet yeah yeah <laughs> it's pronounced data i said data sheet i know i said data <laughs> oh oh yes it's like like catherine plasky yes it's, but my name is da my name is data <laughs> have you watched the new season of lower decks yet i have not is it good it's very good very good um a lot of a lot of old faces a lot of lot of voyager talk which kind of is annoying yay i know i i you know my feelings on voyager 
I love Voyager. Yay. It turns out that the, the biggest villain of Voyager was Robert Beltran. Uh, that's actually 100% true. But it's actually kind of funny because I've seen a lot of people defending him online. Why? That's, he he tried to fucking like that dude wanted out of his contract so bad he sabotaged the show multiple times. I well, I mean, it didn't take much to to sabotage that show. Sabotage. But but did it? But did it? Maybe he sabotage? did more damage than sabotage. you think. What? <laughs> Is it maybe he did more damage than you think? Oh no, he did a ton of damage, yeah, but I don't think that is really that enough. big of a deal because Voyager itself was already damaged. I liked Voyager. It's a, it's the fast food of Star Trek. Uh, it's not yeah. good for you, but it tastes good. Yeah, I mean, I think I said like for a lot of those 90s shows, with the exception of DS9, because I think DS9, you really, well, anyway, um, for the, the original series, um, Next Gen, Voyager, <laughs> Uh, maybe not. Let's leave Enterprise out of it. You really just need to go on IMDb and look at any episode that has over an 8.0 rating. And if you look at that, you're going to find the best of episodes, and that's going to be good. That is true. With DS9, I recommend finding out what are like the core um, uh, story arc episodes. So like once you start getting into like second season when they start doing the Dominion War and stuff like that, you got to find out like what are the core episodes of the Dominion War and you have to watch all of those. Yes, because that makes sense. But there's you know the the problem is with that, and I was just looking at it the other day because I was reading rereading through the Dominion War to remember what happened during the whole thing. Yes, and I was like, that's just a terrible plot point. Why would they include that? <laughs> There's, I mean, even DS9 has some funk and some weird episodes yeah. too. Like the, like, remember how they did the whole thing with like checking the blood to see if the blood was changeling blood, but yet that Klingon did it and he was not able to show the Kling, uh, the changeling blood. Yes. And then it turns out he was a changeling. And I was like, they should have fucking known not to do that yeah. with that character. Yeah, what they, the fuck? They, they, you know? they fucked that up. Yeah. They sure. fucked that up bad is what yeah. they did yeah it's a, there, there's always a, like i mean that i think that kind of stuff is just gonna because of the way star trek was written because it was always by like a bunch of people it was not a yeah. singular person's vision you have weird um inconsistencies like perfect example like the episode uh profit and lace is one oh my, god profit and lace is one of my one of my favorite episodes to to talk about uh with this concept i'm talking about so profit and lace not a good episode like no it is not a good episode like don't no, 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 no one dated. should get it twisted the episode is not good it is very dated uh but i i will say this it also doesn't make sense from a character standpoint for quark to do that episode at the time that episode came out if that was a because because quark has had character development like yes he's, he's changed his character so if profit and lake because i think profit and lace was a season six episode i yeah that's beyond me uh, at that point. i think it was a season six episode but uh, it, it was a late i regard if not specifically season six it was a later episode so uh it doesn't make any sense for quark's character at that time to be how he is in that episode now, if it was an earlier episode, it would have made sense because it's like, oh, yeah, because Quark didn't have these like moments of character development where he's like, you know, slowly learning that like, oh, wait, maybe like being a huge piece of shit isn't the way to be the best. Yeah. 
but yeah, so that, that's 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 always my example. And I think that that comes because that's that was probably something that someone some rando writer wrote and they were like, fuck, we need an episode. And they're like, oh, what about this one? And they just like blew the dust off of it. And they're like, yeah, good enough. It's got quark. <laughs> <laughs> it's got quark. No, it's it's definitely a just a, a bad all around. Like it, it was just that should not have been done. Yeah. Like that should have been like a first season episode. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it like legit yeah. was like it was like a first maybe season two episode, like for it to fit like the character. Yeah, and and not only that, but it's like it it, it should have been in the first season when they had those awful episodes of Deep Space Nine. And I will True. and like everyone knows, first season of Trek is always terrible. Yeah, it's I mean, except for Strange New Worlds. Yeah, you um, got to find your footing. Yeah, but that's because Strange New Worlds was like season 1.5 because like the half first half of the first season was during discovery yeah i mean also and also like it was just the writing was just tight because they weren't doing that many episodes that that's uh, i mean we we've talked about it a million times but like star trek's biggest weakness is the fact that there were so many fucking episodes in a season yeah and but it, uh, you know what the the older i get the more i realize that like all of those episodes like there's just a lot of character development in those episodes which i think strange new worlds is missing i agree I mean, we need to learn like that's a, like so lower decks does 10 episodes but there's only like four main characters in lower decks yes so you get to know all those characters fairly well you could do uh, you know two tendy episodes and you know two boimler episodes mm -hmm. and you get to know those characters now in strange new worlds there's only 10 episodes but it's a huge fucking cast the, the cast is pretty big and so i like don't... all of the characters too so it's it's yeah. it's that's that's that is the one thing about strange new worlds and i'm very looking i'm very much looking forward to the uh winter times here so i'll be doing my running and watching strange new worlds soon um but like i'm very i the thing i do like about strange new worlds the most is that uh i like everyone yeah like i like every one of the fucking crew like i like i'm like damn i like everyone in this show so like any if they did an episode about literally any crew member of that show i'd be riveted i'd be like yes please tell me more <laughs> yeah i mean the I, I there was a couple episodes i was not a big fan of this season but that it wasn't like terrible it was just i was just kind of like this episode's kind of boring but aside from that the uh yeah there's our trek rant okay we're, we're done with trek i'm sorry guys i'm sorry <laughs> i will sorry never talk about trek i will never apologize for trek <laughs> star trek forever <laughs> yeah the um that was the 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 fun the the, the fun star trek stuff that i wanted to talk about nice. um and aside from that, uh, do we have any other gaming stuff that we specifically need to talk about? Uh, I, I guess tangentially related. Apparently, oh, the new Star Trek game. Uh, oh yes, that's true. Yeah, we should talk about that before I. That's before tangentially I related to yeah. Star Trek. So Wiz, yeah, WizKids announced a new Star Trek miniatures game uh, with a <laughs> Into the Unknown is the name. Into the unknown, and uh, the into the unknown. The big draw for it is extremely highly detailed ship miniatures, and I believe <laughs> the scale is bigger than, like, slightly bigger than WizKids normally does. So I'm sorry, but that's like the nerdiest thing I think we've ever said on this podcast. The biggest draw is the highly. No, detailed. no, no. That that's that's what they're. No, no, no. That's what they're I know. Showing. I know that's what. The, but I think it's like it's one of the nerdiest things that we've oh, ever like specifically said for, for in terms sure. of, like it makes us sound. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're highly detailed. They're highly detailed. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's WizKid, so like, you know, yes, you're gonna talk like you're gonna talk shit about their fucking models because their models all kind of suck. Yeah, their models um, do suck ass. Yeah, so now, so actually, having nice models is cool. Like, I mean, I actually, I did like, um, 
I mean, the ships that they the, the that little pic uh, that you showed me of the of the Defiant and the um the constellation class. Name of that class. Constellation but, class. What's that? It was a constellation class. That was not a constellation class in that picture. Oh, 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 oh. It might oh, have been I, a constellation class. Yeah. I think it I think it is. Because that's because yeah. that's what the that's what the stargazer is, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't I thought I saw only uh two nacelles. Um no, it's four. Yeah, yeah, that's a constellation class. Constellation class. Yes, but those are they're both very beautiful looking and the yeah. the, the painting on them is really great too. If that's the way that the actual production pans yeah, out. Yeah, hopefully hopefully it is because man, that's nice. And yeah. uh and and I I'm very intrigued and interested and kind of like very pleased about those bases because it looks like they're going to be doing a lot of like token stuff, but the these bases have slots in them. Like, yeah, I found that interesting. So it looks like they're actually going to do a clean token-based game, which is awesome. Because the thing I always hated about the Fantasy Flight token-based games is that there's fucking shit all over the goddamn table. All over the fucking table. Like, there's, like, oh. there's fucking tokens everywhere. If these all have tokens that slot into the miniatures base only, let's go. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. There, I because remember I was asking what engine that it, it's going off of. Yeah, they didn't. They have not disclosed. Uh, I think it might be Star Wars Armada. Oh well, I mean Armada is a good engine. And actually, I was about to say the one the one miniatures game that uh, they did with ships that I thought the models were nice for was actually Armada. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the you know what the Enterprise D can do? It can uh, saucer separation, baby. Saucer separation, baby. Yep. <laughs> Woo -woo! Oh, and you know you know what so every so often i re you're only allowed so to do it twice a game i was say every so often i re i rewatch uh encounter at farpoint and man they thought they were going to be doing that saucer separation a fucking lot didn't they yeah well i mean it takes up a good five minutes of screen time so if they ever needed to like eat up Add some time on the screen they're like saucer separation yeah it's uh although i do i do like the combat bridge I, that was something they didn't use very often which i thought was really cool yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the the first set they're doing is the is the Federation versus the Dominion, which is a very good, very smart choice for your first set. I guess. I mean, I what are you going to do again? The fucking Borg? Come on. What Cleons or or Romulans? Not if you're launching with TNG. It's got to be it's got to be it's got to be or, I'm sorry, uh TNG era, so it's got to be Dominion War. I guess it's just that the Dominion ships are not super recognizable. True. So like if they had done like Cardassian ships or something like that, I might have been a little more. Well, since it. since it's the Dominion War, they can easily segue into Cardassian ships as like the next one. Oh yeah, I I I, I get what they're doing. I just that the Dominion ships never looked that cool to me. Yeah, I mean, I do like the Jem'Hadar fighters. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool, but I mean, but they're small. Like they're not capital ships, so like I don't even know if I don't even know if they're gonna do the Jem'Hadar fighters. So let's see the 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 core set comes with a galaxy class starship, a constellation class starship, and a defiant class starship, a Jemadar battle cruiser, two Jemadar fighters, oh, a learning nice. guide, a rule book, three acrylic range rulers, fifteen acrylic system markers, two tuning turning tools, twelve custom dice, twenty four mission cards, thirty officer cards, thirty damage effect cards, assorted tokens, and thirty equipment directive and other unit cards. The game is for two players ages fourteen and up and plays in one hundred and twenty minutes and will retail for one hundred forty nine ninety nine. Damn, two hours? That's, yeah, that's a, that's a long playtime, especially for us, like a, a ship game like that. I they must they must have some fucking serious rules. Jeez. Yeah. Um. They also uh, 
have the Star Trek Discovery Black Alert board game coming out from WizKids. I don't know. And you know, I and and once again, I need to. It's it's not WizKids. This this one's Gale Force Nine. But once again, I must lament about that away missions game and their horrible choice of aesthetics for their fucking <sighs> models. Yeah, I mean that's that's like, the problem with the game. It's like I have no idea how the game plays. I have no idea about any of it. But it's just like the models are the instant turnoff. It's like con- a boner killer. Conceptually, conceptually, it sounds great because it's Shade Spire but fucking Star Trek. So it's it's yeah. fucking two. It's it's two away teams against each other. Like. That sounds brilliant. Like I was like, yeah, that sounds fucking great. Like that sounds like an awesome idea. Like okay, yeah, it's 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 fucking cla- it's it's Kirk, it's Kirk and the crew versus some Klingons, and they're trying to get some fucking uh some some MacGuffin before each other. That sounds awesome, but not when it's Kirk, not not when it's Kirk and fifty percent of his fucking body mass is his head. <laughs> well, actually, that is pretty much Kirk, right? There. <laughs> Just that's only if you count his ego. <laughs> that's only if you count his ego. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, I was very, I like, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little upset. I was because I heard, because I heard, I was like, oh, skirmish game, Star Trek, away missions, away teams, that sounds cool. And then I saw the, mo- the models, and I was just like, <sighs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm with you on that one. I just, I look at it, and I'm like, this is just terrible. Something if I ever bought that game, ass. I would literally, I, I would never paint the minis. I would just, they would just be like board game minis for me i couldn't paint those I honestly honestly like i mean the game the, the like the what i would like i mean i'm not suggesting that it, you know it seems like this seems like a lot of effort so i'm not actually suggesting it but what one could do is one could use the excellent the very excellent modifius star trek miniatures to play this game um so Alex Davey is the designer who is um, he got fired from Fantasy Flight Atomic Mass. So he went over to WizKids and was one of the lead designers on the game. So, you know, he helped with Legion, X-Wing and Armada. So I'm sure it's got his fingerprints all over it. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably where the Armada Ideas like stuff. rules design will come in on it. Yeah, I mean, Armada would make Armada would be a pretty sensical rule set for Star Trek. I I completely agree. And I was saying that I kind of wish that they would really do a three dimensional Star Trek game, which is which is ironic really in some ways, because no ship fight in the history of Star Trek has ever used three dimensions. For some odd reason, the Klingon battlecruiser and the Enterprise will always meet on the same level plane of space facing up on the exact same way. It's not like one ship is upside down and the other one is, is the other side other way. That was, that was for uh, so there, there, there's an interesting there's an interesting there's a little bit of a talk about that but they said that they, they've they've always said that that is a service to the viewers. No, uh, it it is. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, joking. Yeah. But they have but they have mentioned like tech tech wise. Uh, if anyone ever wondering, uh, everything that a, that a that a fucking starship has in Star Trek is multi-directional. Like like literally does not matter. Like you could be upside down, left or right. Like the phaser banks can shoot from fucking any angle. The torpedoes can launch from any angle. Like it doesn't matter. So like you yes. just you just be like in your head, you can have you can pretend that they're in any fucking angle you want. The fight does the outcome of the fight does not change. Yeah, there's no real. Well, I mean, it, it's it's well for me, it would be more about like um, vulnerability of specific. <laughs> can't talk vulnerability of specific sections. Mm-hmm. So like if you want to target their warp nacelles, you got to make sure that you're within like line of sight of the warp nacelles, right? right. Which is which the... is also kind of weird because like once the shields are down for a ship, they're dead anyway. So does it really matter? Yeah, I guess you're right in that thing. It was a uh, 
but how else am I going to fight someone in the Mutara Nebula? Well, only the Feder- only the Fed. Actually, I should take it back. Only the Federation cares because the Federation is like the old, like one of the only factions that actually wants to disable the other ship rather than destroy it. That's very true. Very true. So for the Federation, yes, I guess it matters. But the Klingons are just like, sir, their shields are down. Where should we aim? Just like their fucking bridge. <laughs> Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why we need to be, we need to have voice, we need to be voices on Lower Decks. We need to be, we could be Klingon captain. <laughs> yeah. Because they're fucking bridge. They're fucking bridge. <laughs> Listen, I have found an, I have found Earth. I have found something from Earth that is finally good. It is called <laughs> death metal. <laughs> uh, you haven't heard Burzum until you heard them in the original Klingon. That's right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I like how that's like one. It's like, and you know what the thing is? Is Mick, the listener, is going to yell at me? He goes, "That's not death metal." <laughs> I'm like, "Whatever." I'm fairly certain. Uh, you know, uh, well, Burzum might be black metal. I think. Exactly. See, it's, it's like. Well, I mean, if yeah. anyone, if anyone ever cares, the difference between black metal and death metal is black metal is they they are the same audio style, the same vocal style as one another. But death metal sings about gross shit and gore and violence. Uh, and black metal sings about castles and wizards and fucking vampires and shit. There you uh, go. I'll, I There's will take your word for it. We're it's, gonna get yelled at. It's not a. Make, it's it's not a style difference. It's a to, it's a topic difference. Anytime you try to differentiate differentiate one type of metal from another, you get yelled at. I mean, that's true. It's like when you're talking about Israel and Palestine, you just don't because you're gonna get yelled at. <laughs> you're gonna no get matter. yelled at. You're gonna get yelled at by it's someone. True. It's true. Yeah. So that's why I just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I will I will yell all day about eating the rich because what are the rich going to do? Take away my livelihood? Of course. Yeah, they're already going to do that. They're already going to do that if they could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they could save one cent on a ledger, they would do that. Yeah, exactly. A fraction of a cent on a ledger, they would do that. But aside from that, okay, so what was the other thing you wanted to mention? Oh, uh, yeah. The, um, so Darktide, uh, apparently the most recent patch has made it good. Oh, the the video game? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Because it was. I mean, I, I I bought it like day one. I played it, and I I mean, I wouldn't say it was ass, but it really wasn't that fun. Uh, supposedly, <laughs> like I said, it's it's one of it's one of those weird things where it's like I wouldn't slam the game. Like I'm like, because it wasn't ass, but it just it wasn't fun. It was like a very like C plus game. Not the yeah. not the soundtrack though. The soundtrack is fucking banging. It has one of the best Ooh. soundtracks I've heard in video games in like literally years like if you cool. if, if you want if you want a really good painting soundtrack just throw on the fucking dark tide soundtrack it is great it's really i only fun. listen to soundtrack music um uh well usually i'm listening to uh i'm usually i'm listening to a podcast audiobook or live stream so i don't listen to music much anymore but uh it is a, it is it is some good tunes uh however the most recent patch apparently added and fine-tuned a whole bunch of shit and made the game um a lot more fun so there i haven't i haven't played it yet post patch personally um but it's something I, i've been seeing people talk about it because like i one of the guys in the discord with he was just like he was like fucking slamming that game so hard he was so fucking mad about it because he'd like he'd been looking forward to it for a really long time and he's like you just get fucked up he's like so mad and then i saw him playing it on discord and i like messaged him i was like hey man you're you're playing dark tide what's up and he, then he like explained to me what was going on i was like oh so yeah so if anyone hasn't played dark tide and you you wanted to like dark tide uh maybe give it a shot um the recent patch supposedly is pretty good Oh, that's cool. Uh, by the way, I've uh, I, I found uh, they have playthrough videos of Into the Unknown out right now. Oh, nice. And I was looking at it. Holy crap. Is this game fiddly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, those bases are fucking you, you so many tokens. <laughs> oh, my God. And like the ship cards. 
are gigantic with do, so much stuff on them. Do, do the tokens slot into the bases? Please tell me the tokens slot into the bases. Um, yes, it looks yes. like there's little things that slot into the base. Yes! <laughs> it's hard to see because they really, like, whoever designed this playthrough video was obviously a person who did it on their phone, and the person's, like, 50 years old. Ah, uh, yeah. At least it was done in landscape. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to, um... As opposed to the to vertical or whatever that's called, uh, horizontal mode. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it look. I'm gonna I'm gonna portrait give a look mode. through this portrait mode. Portrait mode. Thank yeah, you. Portrait so mode. some of the stuff that I immediately don't like about this game, but it's completely understandable, is proprietary dice. Yeah. Um, a shit ton of tokens. But what you know what I do like about it? So you know how they're um, the the game board looks. What they do is they give you these little uh, like hemispheric markers. Like they look like part of a circle mm -hmm. and they're acrylic. And then you spread them out and that's how big your, your, your board is. Oh, that's cool. So you can make a, you make a circle using these and that's your board. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm sure you don't necessarily need it, but that's pretty neat when you yeah, think about it. That's just cool. So you can make your game board as big as whatever table you need it to be because of how big you get the circles. I like that. Yeah. And I, I, I was going to talk about this earlier, but I think we got off on a tangent is that, I, you know, with the three dimensional games, three dimensional Star Trek games, I've always thought one would be interesting is you do basing your, your Star Trek rules basically off of uh, ship of the line games like Age of Sail games. Mm -hmm. So like you have Black Sails or Age of Sail, which are two boat games that you have out right now, because that's kind of how Star Trek is supposed to be. It's supposed to be like Horatio Hornblower in space, mm -hmm. you know, flying around on your ship and I doing, gotta, you know, I mean, naval I'm, engagements. And I'm shit. all for three dimensional idea, like conceptually. But how do you make that not how do you make that and make it fun? I mean, basically what you I I've thought of a couple different ways of doing that. One is, is that you have a like a one foot acrylic rod that you move your ship up and down to specific notches on the rod. Oh, okay. Like, that, that, they did that for um uh there was a there was a there was a I think it was was it HeroClix? No, it wasn't HeroClix. There was there was a WizKids game where where figures that could fly had that they had like a little yeah. like dial thing you can go up and down on. Yeah, well, I think I think HeroClix had the the other way, which way I thought about it was was that you have um pegs that stack on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So you're at a one peg height, you're at a two peg height, or a three peg height, and that would change your you know bonuses or whatever for that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so in Star Trek, you are right, though. It, it doesn't make any sense because the Federation is the only one that really cares about wherever you're targeting. Klingons only want to target the bridge. Yes, exactly. Well, I guess, though, that makes sense because if you're underneath Klingons, well, they would target anything, but they, they yeah, want to target gonna, the bridge. They're going to destroy your ship. Like, they're going, yeah. to, they're going to shoot whatever they can shoot at that is going to be the most lethal shot at that time. I think we should make cards for our game listener, game classy listeners that have us as uh, like character cards for your fleet where we, we're called incompetent Commodores. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be I want to be a bad Merle. You, you could be the bad Merle. And, and, and the rules basically just say, like, there's nothing else I can do. My hands are tied. <laughs> and I'll be the Commodore who um, takes over the fleet. My hand, the, my hand, the, my hands the, the power hungry Commodore. Yes. Yeah, see, no, that okay. There, there's, there's the storyline. You're the power hungry Commodore that takes over the fleet and I'm the bad Merle. They come to try and ask for help. And I'm just like, my hands are tied. He's like, this guy wants to fly the fleet into the sun because he thinks the sun is evil. Uh, 
Nothing I can do. <laughs> there's nothing I can do about you gotta it. Gotta destroy the sun. Yeah, there's there's nothing I can do about it, Captain. He's he's got he's he's got he's got the backing. He's got the backing of the High Council. He's got the backing. He's got the backing of the Federation Council. Yeah, he's got the backing of the Federation Council. My hands he's got tied. the backing of Red Form and the president of the Federation Council. Yeah, my my, my hands are tied. My hands are tied. <laughs> so that's my that's my dream. My dream is to do be in a Star Trek project where I get to be an admiral and I get to tell someone my hands are tied. Yes. Oh yeah, that, that's 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 a that's pretty good. I actually uh, I, I I the Commodore the evil Commodore part is is way too big. You can't be just that's not a cameo. Yeah yeah no no I want a cameo and the cameo is me me saying my hands are tied. Or I could be I could be an evil computer. You know. Ooh, that'd be cool. AI. It was just like uh, it was just it, like I mean I, I feel I, it's the same kind of tier as uh, how I feel about how Kevin Smith wanted to be on Law and Order, but he wanted to be just like the guy who leads them to the guy who leads them yeah. to the guy who leads them to the guy. Like yes, like that. I'm all in. Like that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. I knew Jack, and he's like he's just putting pizzas in the oven. I knew Jack. Yeah, he came in here once a week. Yes. You know, that, do you know yes. where he worked? Yeah, he worked over at the shoe store down on 35th Street. Thank you. No <laughs> yes. problem yeah have a great day hey you want a slice <laughs> you want a slice <laughs> yeah see that that's exactly what i'm talking about like that's 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 the kind of cameo i want yeah i'm I'm with you on that that's that's what i would like too i i think i think the bad moral would work oh, very well or, you know, it's because we, we want cameos we don't want to we don't want to guest star no you know you, we could we could cameo as me and you hmm. if we want to do it together we could be binars oh be- <laughs> yeah could be binars or 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 i could do um we could do what what's the what's the stupid guys pack we could be the pack <laughs> we could be a couple of packlets oh no he you broke it joe i play eldar <laughs> we've got a we've got a bigger gun <laughs> no i i i actually if i in, in all honesty or truth i would like to cameo as a klingon captain yeah that'd be sweet you have five minutes to surrender your ship and that's it that's like my whole line yeah <laughs> and i'll and I, I could be another i could be yeah i'll be another i'll be another klingon captain we could each be we could, we could be two klingon captains show up and i'll be like target the bridge <laughs> you, no i'm gonna sit there and i go I give you five minutes to surrender your ship, and then you then you come on and it's like I give you four minutes to surrender your ship. <laughs> Sorry, you have four. <laughs> Damn it, Steve! I will see you in Stovacor. <laughs> we'll see each other there. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me some gut. <laughs> uh, oh well. All right. So we're we're about at the end here. Uh, go to the Game Classy Facebook page. It's the. Bu- best way you can get access to the game classy discord where we all talk and chat and share funny images of yes. butts lots of lots of listeners chat in there it's nice to see it's very nice to see very fun it's, um, also, it's fun it's fun to slander star wars and then have star wars defenders and then slander star wars it's good there's no star wars defenders there's at least like two no they don't really defend star wars <laughs> you can't defend it it's it, indefensible it, it is it is indefensible <laughs> that's true i watched i watched ahsoka which is probably the best star wars thing that they've put out in years and it was still terrible <laughs> but 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 joe you still watched it i did though there was like it's it's so weird like i know i'm old i'm 42 years old at this point but there's like this young blonde girl who's working with um the evil jedi guy the evil Jedi. And it's like the thirst for her. I'm like, God, she's like, what, 12? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm just old. So I'm, I just find it, you know, reprehensible. 
no matter what at that point well i uh as a classy individual only thirst after anime girls thank you (laughs) You well i also have to keep the tendy thirst at bay on our our boards i don't think anyone's really thirsty for tendy on our boards everyone is thirsty for tendy and it drives me nuts in general sure but not on their boards not on the boards. Not, not on, on That's boards. true. Not on the boards as much. Yeah, not on our boards. All right. I mean, um, I, I like Tendi. She's a fun character. Uh, I she mean, is. And besides, if I'm going to thirst for any character from Lower Decks, it's going to be that fucking cat lady. <laughs> the doctor. The doctor. She's old. <laughs> she's mean. She's got a broken tail. Yeah, she's my style. She's not Mress for uh, for that. No. <laughs> is it Mress or Mress? I think it's I don't Mress. remember. I think it's Mress. Mress. Okay. And then, uh, no, the, uh, it, it is nice to have an Orion character because they've never really done that on, on Trek. It's they've true. never, they've never had an Orion character. It's, it's true. Fun. And I, and I also really like that they, they cover a lot of like cool Orion stuff because the, uh, the Orions are like the, you know, it's like, it's like the Orion crime syndicate. And like, that's all you really know. So it's actually yeah. cool to have like more information about them. Yeah. They do than... a lot more this season with that. So oh, you, you cool. can enjoy that. I will look, I will be looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, what's actually really funny about that too, about lower decks. I'm sorry, guys, we'll finish this up in just a minute, but they, you know who they never do anything with for Voyager, hmm. which he probably would be super happy is Harry Kim. They never do anything with Kim. Maybe they, see, here's the, maybe they asked him and he said, no, it could be, but he doesn't, he have a Star Trek podcast. Isn't he doing like the Delta flyers? That isn't doesn't, those guys? That, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean he wanted to be part of the project. It, it like, could, it, the only I mean, Voyager actor I know who will never fucking say no to a single thing is Tim Russ. That man will play fucking Tuvok for anyone at any time. Well, they get they got Nick Locarno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Nick Locarno is great too. But I, I, but I mean specifically, like, yes. very like fucking. If you need Tuvok, just fucking get in, get in contact. Tim Russ will do it. Yeah, most of the cast actually of 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 uh, of Voyager is pretty good about it, with the exception of Beltran. Yeah. And uh just because he's awful. <laughs> I, I met I met um uh so so um someone got when I went to the Star Trek convention, someone got sick and couldn't go. They couldn't attend. I can't remember who it was. And the uh was it was it Oh, Spiner? it was it was no, it wasn't it, yes, it was Spiner. Yes, yeah, Spiner Spiner was supposed to show uh and he he canceled it like the last minute. And they were like, they were like, shit. And like, cause I mean, obviously they advertised Spiner was gonna be there and he wasn't. And uh, the convention runners ended up getting uh, like, we ba- we basically got like a bunch of great shit. Instead of Spiner, we got uh, Martok and um, Gowron. Ooh. And then we also got, uh, I feel terrible because like, I can't remember his name, but we got um, uh, Tom Paris's actor. Yeah, that's Lacarna. Is that Lacarno? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought. Oh, I was thinking of Robert Picardo when you said. Oh, that. not Picardo. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, no, Paris. Uh, Tom Paris is 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 Nick Lacarno. Nick Lacarno. Tom Paris okay. and um the guy from uh the episode with the with the Delta Flyers. I can't nice. think of what. His, what yes. His name okay. Is. So 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 that dude, that dude's great. Like I actually got to like actually chit chat with him for a while. He is funny. Like he's a he's really nice. He's a funny guy. I like that guy. I I was like I was like I was like you know I was kind of lukewarm on Tom Paris before I met him, but now I really like Tom Paris. <laughs> <laughs> lukewarm on Tom Paris. He got that guy killed. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean Tom Paris. The funny funny thing is they really should have just paid the fucking that writer the fucking um 
I know that 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 idea of the character arc would have been so much better. Right. They just needed to pay the writer the fucking licensing to make it the actual character it was supposed to be from fucking Next Generation. It was supposed to be the character that got the kid that the person killed during the Wesley Crusher episode. Yeah, yeah. I actually I think that kid's name is Nick Lacarno. I don't think it was what is his real name? Um I'm gonna look this up really quick. Do it. I know that like uh, that's the but, best part of our um of our podcast is when we stop and look things up. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, Everyone loves it. Is Robert Duncan McNeil. Okay, McNeil. McNeil. Yeah, it's it's Robert Duncan McNeil and Nick Lacarno is the character he played in that episode with the Delta Flyers. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so if he was if he was Nick Lacarno, like he was supposed to be, uh yes. as like conceptually, that would have made a whole lot more fucking sense. But the reason no, it didn't happen absolutely. was because they didn't want to pay that writer the royalties to use the character. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was like the the whole nonsense with that, and it like that. It's just one of the more and more of the the problems with Voyager. Yeah, it's 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 very frust. The more you learn about why things happen the way they do with in Voyager, the more frustrated you get about actually like Hollywood, like legit. Like that is what actually gets you frustrated. It's like wow. So like you're telling me that this terrible writing decision wasn't actually a decision? No, it wasn't a decision. They had to do it. Like oh, great. <laughs> that the episode was better. the first duty, by the yes. way. I yes. forgot oh, about that. The first duty of every Starfleet officer is to the truth. Historical truth, scientific truth, any truth. If you can't handle that, then you don't deserve to wear that uniform. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil it, but there's like a really g- so the lower decks this season does a really good job of like tying in old next generation episodes, and especially the episode lower decks, which was you know a late season episode I of, love of that next episode gen. Episode so much. What? I love that episode so much. I, they do a really good job of like weaving it into the lower decks cartoon. So I, I really recommend that. Nice. Yeah. I, and I mean, honestly, it's kind of funny. Like lower decks be existing is uh, I mean, yeah, it's a cartoon and it's a comedy show. It's still good, but oh, yeah. uh, it's funny because conceptually lower decks is something that I've wanted out of Star Trek for forever. Like an actual story where it's like, it's like, yeah, it's not about the bridge crew. It's about like the people who keep the ship running. Nah, see, I want, I want the, I want, I want the, I want the captain. Nah, I'm, I want well, the captain. The captain's still heavily involved in Lower Decks, though. That that's the thing. It's like you have yeah. the captain as like an ambient like. Nah, I character. see. I like I like the main character being the captain is basically what I like. Yeah, no, um, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm down for some variants. Well, I'm, I'm you know we'll talk more after you watch this season because I, I'm um, in. I'm in. I'm yeah. gonna. <laughs> I'm in. I, uh, I think I, I think I finished downloading everything, so I'll be able to watch that. That I'm gonna watch that before I watch Stranger Worlds actually. Yeah, I mean, well, the uh, well, the, the the strange new worlds lower deck crossover happens before, but it doesn't really have that much to do. Whatever, I don't. Why am I even talking about this? Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't care about I don't care about sequential canon. You don't. Um, so you could also, if you want to see more of my stuff, you can go on Instagram. I'm at at Game Classy Joe. I haven't posted anything in a while because I've been mostly working on D and D stuff, and my D and D stuff is not painted to the level that I really want to put on Instagram. I might do like a group shot of like the thousand figures that I painted, but that's about it. I've been, I'm also going to be working at them pre heresy thousand sons. If you're interested in Pre-horsey. that, per horsey, uh, Steve is still banned from all major platforms with the exception of threads. I'm I on think. blue sky and blue sky. He's on blue sky. What's your handle on blue sky command? Is throw. it Mr. Blue sky? It's command throw. Yeah. Command throw on blue sky. Bump, 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 yep. bump, bump, that's bump, me. Bump. Blue sky. Sun I'm the blue is sky shining guy. in the sky. There, there ain't a cloud inside. inside. I don't know. <laughs> Yellow. Uh, that, that's yellow, right? Yes, that is yellow. I really like um, 
uh, one of their songs I really, really fucking like. Uh, Evil Woman? Twilight, Twilight. Twilight? Right. I, I like Evil Woman. That's my favorite ELO song. Evil Woman! Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird that the same Evil band made all three of the songs we just said. Like, if yeah. you listen to those three songs and you're like, yeah, same band, you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're kind of prog rock. Yeah, it's prog like, rock. They were kind of like um, Devo in many ways, but not like as as crazy as Devo. They were just like experimental musicians. I like I like when Weird Al made a Devo song and did it better than Devo. Dare to be stupid. It's a fantastic song. Yep. Did, did, did you ever hear that? Did you ever hear the, yeah. the dude from Devo talk about it? He's like he's like he's like he did Devo better than fucking Devo. I hated him for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, ELO, they have like ELO is a best of band because trust me, I have like three ELO albums. And oh, you know yeah. what? The only one I listen to is the best, the of, best ELO. of ELO. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think I think a lot of bands are best of bands, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Don't bring me down. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, um, yes, that, that, that. Uh, so, uh, Steve, until the next time. Goddamn fucking old world better. Mostly fucking plastic models. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> All right. Later. Later. Game classy. <laughs> <laughs>